And it is the Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse, uh, who is the Executive Director of Inequality Media Civic Action, and my former student, who got an A- years ago. And I got the transcript to confirm, because I wanted to tell you I, I got knew, an A. I didn't nope, I tell you? I got, got an A-. Didn't I tell you you got an A-? I know, but that's irritating. I remember every one of my students' grades from, you know, going back years and years, how especially yours. How many students have you had? Can we do a back I of the have, envelope? I have had... You want to go back to the beginning? Yeah, of course. 32,000 students. Seriously. Stop it. Seriously. Bob, that's And I know incredible. every one of their grades. That's Test depressing. <laughs> okay, what about Tommy Naughton? Oh, Tommy Naughton, <laughs> class of 85. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He actually, he did a little bit better than you, but I still gave him an A-. minus. <laughs> Okay, let's get serious. Okay, actually, there is this is this is a, a, a terrible tragedy. I mean, it was nobody was terribly surprised, but Diane Feinstein, somebody who you knew very well, I knew quite well, uh, considered a friend. Um, yeah, her she death passed away. Her death That's is. Uh, I mean, it's it's it it really does mark the end of a certain kind of era. I mean, she stayed too long. I don't think that's unkind to say, but she did some extraordinary things right. when she was there. There were a lot of firsts. I mean, and as a woman, right? So first mayor, female mayor of San Francisco, first woman to represent California in the Senate, first woman to serve on the Judiciary Committee and the Select Committee on Intelligence, first woman to win a major party nomination for governor here in the state of California, and then a lot of important work. You worked with her? I, I your, did, well, I didn't. Not as such. I worked at the same time right. as she did, mm -hmm. and I, we overlapped, and I worked, therefore, with her, and I saw a lot of her. Mm -hmm. uh, the gun control issue was a very, very major one, and she was very, uh, I think, partly because of the shooting deaths of Harvey Milk and Moscone, and she was, you know, she was in the building. She was, in fact, she right. was down the corridor. And she had to announce to the public and to the people of San Francisco. I read, so there have been a number of obits, but there was one in the LA Times yesterday, and there was a line in there, two lines. So she went to feel his pulse. Oh, and she felt the whole. Yes, Bob. Yeah. I mean, talk about being on the front lines of stuff and saying, you know what, I think we should do something about gun control. Well, um, I know that uh, when Bill Clinton uh, pushed the assault weapons ban, it was partly because she was pushing him. And that was a 10-year experiment in this country, and it worked. I, mean, I know, and then we didn't renew it. And we did not renew us? it because, you know, it was mainly Republicans, but some Democrats just didn't want the pressure. That's it. And the gun lobby is very, very huge. But Dianne Feinstein, um, you know, despite the gun lobby, she also took on the intelligence community. Yep. I mean, she really did. When she was chair of the intelligence committee, she said, essentially, the CIA uh, has been engaged in torture. Right. And that report was hugely important. Mm -hmm. I know, and she said what she believed, and... She, she always did. She, she yeah. I mean, even informally, she just said whatever she thought was true. Right. And she took some things back. She said she had faults, you know, the war in Iraq. She said she regretted it, one of the biggest things she regretted. I <sighs> remember her, you know, at her, uh, I did not socialize with her very often, but I just remember one instance where she, where Jimmy Carter, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. was staying over, over at her house. Uh, and she was a little bit upset because uh, it, it was getting late for dinner and Carter had not yet arrived. Um, and she, but she, you know, she kept her cool. She was Always. talking about a former president of the United States. Uh, and then he kind of came slowly down the staircase of her house. He had fallen asleep upstairs and she started laughing. And I had never seen her laugh. That is funny. Like that. I mean, just just absolutely uh, without any constraint, restraint at all. Right. Um, she was a remarkable woman. Yeah. She, by quick. the way, she held on to the death penalty way beyond her constituents. Uh, tolerance for that in California. I know. Uh, I mean, there were a number of things that she was, you know, depends how you want to slice it, but more conservative on or something like that. Well, she will be missed. I mean, she, again, it's... And what it's, does it mean for democracy? I mean, what does it mean in terms of Newsom has to hop to and... Gavin Newsom will have to, hopefully, very, very quickly, name a successor. He has said he will name a black woman. I mean, they're putting himself in a little bit of a right. box. But then he kind of went back on it and... Yes, and he says he doesn't want to... He doesn't, Barbara Lee is running for Senate yep. um, to replace... Uh, Diane, and he, he said, uh, uh, you know, he's not going to take anybody, he's not going to consider anybody who is already running, and Barbara Lee is upset. Um, and California politics, let's face it, is a hornet's nest. <laughs> and so uh, whatever he does, he's going to get uh, kind of a lot of people upset. But he's got to do it. But he's implications in D.C. in terms of the Judiciary Committee and trying to pass judges through? Well, the big problem the Democrats face is whether the Republicans are going to allow somebody else to replace Dianne Feinstein on the Judiciary Committee. I think they have to. They have, have to. to. Um, so, and Mitch McConnell. I mean, I, uh, there, he was a very good friend of Dianne Feinstein. Uh, I think he's going to come through. Right. Okay. Uh, as opposed to the House... Uh, the crazies in the House. I mean, the, the, you know, it's interesting. Mitch McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate came forward with a bipartisan, truly bipartisan continuing resolution yes. to keep the government open. Right. Here's our next topic. Can I announce it? Dun, 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 dun. Government shutdown. The government shutdown, which is almost inevitable tonight. Right. I mean, it's. I, I would be very surprised, very surprised if anything last minute happened. It has happened at the last minute before. Uh, but Kevin McCarthy has kind of put himself in a an impossible position, uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And so I don't think anything is going to save him or save the country. This is not your average government shutdown, not that there's an average. This is a government shutdown, the first I know, where you actually have it being brought into effect because the, the Republicans can agree, because the Republicans are in civil war. You've got the Trump Republicans, the crazies, uh, who, are, are, who really want a shutdown. Yeah. I mean, it is the extreme of the extreme. The extreme of the extreme, and the regular Republicans who are, I'm not defending, I mean, they're bad enough. Uh, but most of them, uh, I think, do not want to shut down. Many of them, in fact, uh, are worried that their constituents are going to hold them accountable for a, a shutdown. Uh, and that's what's happened in the past. The, the Republicans have been blamed. Well, here, there's no question they right. will be blamed. 
Well, and it's not good. I mean, a shutdown happens and federal employees don't get paychecks. We're talking the military. We're talking air traffic control. Now, they might get back pay one day, but you know what doesn't help pay the rent when you get paid in the future for today? Guess what? <laughs> well, it's not just federal employees. It's everything. I mean, even I was thinking um, this morning, Bureau of Labor Statistics mm -hmm. and the Bureau of Economic Analysis and the Commerce Department, all these agencies that are in charge of coming up with data, right. well, they're going to be closed. I know. So how is the Fed yep. going to make decisions about what the economy is doing and whether it needs higher interest rates? I mean, there are all kinds of ways in which Yeah, And this, contractors, of course, don't get any pay. Contractors will get, yep. government contractors will be yep. out. A lot of them low-wage contractors, service employees. Yeah, janitorial um, staff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's ugly. I've been through... Uh, two of them, two shutdowns, uh, that were actually, I will say, legitimate in the sense that there were budget issues. Um, this one is illegitimate. Not only is it illegitimate, Heather, because it's Republicans against Republicans in the House, but also the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy and his Republicans, they agreed in May to uh, a budget agreement that, would, that, would, uh, that they're now reneging on. I know. I know. McCarthy's I mean, doomed. It's not looking I good. I think McCarthy's going to be out of I there know. very shortly. We shall see. Okay, can we talk about the fact that Biden and Trump went to Detroit? So last time you and I coffeeed, we weren't sure that Biden was going. This is great. Well, I think, I, I mean, he, to go to a picket line, the first president in history uh, to talk to workers, to support a picket line, to say, yes, you should get a raise, 40%. Um, I mean, it was quite extraordinary. And, now, uh, did he go as far as he would like? Not quite. Well, <laughs> he, he did. I mean, he even criticized Wall Street. He said, Wall Street is not, didn't build the middle class. You unions built the yeah. middle class. Um, Donald Trump got press for going to Detroit to court union workers. He did not go to Detroit to court union no. workers. He went uh, to a non-union shop. Uh, he didn't talk about the strike. He didn't uh, urge that they get a, a raise, the UAW members get a raise. Uh, it's it's typical Trump trying to play both sides yes. and doing and, and confusing everybody, but also confusing the media. And the media got totally wrong. That's what I was going to say. I feel like they all said, there he goes, off to support workers. And yeah. then it was kind of like his Four Seasons ridiculous press. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that it was what it was. I mean, I, I hate it all, don't get me wrong. But I was worried he was going to be more impressive or more compelling in a disgusting way. Well, he was compelling in a disgusting way, but he was not more compelling <laughs> right, in a disgusting it. way. Uh, you know, Michigan, let's, let's be clear, Michigan is a key battleground yeah. for 2024. And that's why everybody, that's why uh, the Republicans are all about Michigan. And that's why Trump and Biden went to Michigan. Um, and uh, we'll see. I yeah. mean, I, I think it's going to be very close. I think the workers are doing great. The workers? Yeah, doing their strike. Now, the GOP debate, I'd love to see that views were down 25% from the first one. Because it's a big yawn. It's I mean, so unfortunately, it's a big yawn for the wrong reasons. I it's know. a big yawn because Trump is so far out ahead, he didn't even attend the debate. And everybody says, well, why should I? I who cares? I know. And no one actually, except Chris Christie, who did it so sillily, looks at the camera and says, that guy, I mean, they don't, it's just... It's, I think they're afraid. 
Oh, of course. I mean, they don't want to, you know, stir up the the crazies in the Republican Party. They don't want to take on Trump directly. This is Heather. This is getting a bit be a bigger and bigger and bigger issue. Uh, and if you know anything about the history, and you do, you do about fascism in the '30s. Um, it was violence stirred up by these uh, politicians uh, in a way that intimidated the opposition. Uh, the opposition was afraid of their, you know, that they or their families would be would succumb to this kind of violence. Uh, a similar kind of strain is happening today when Trump uh, calls out particular people, particular politicians or judges or prosecutors. They need protection. I know, and he he is this week. Tell us what he did in terms of calling for the. Assassination of someone? Well, he said execution. Uh, he said that the top military officials, General Milley, uh, in this country had, when it, when Trump heard, and it was a report that Milley had actually told the Chinese, "Don't worry, we're not going to attack you just because Donald Trump is behind or attacking the Capitol." This right. was on January sixth. Right. Trump was was absolutely apoplectic. He said, uh, "You know." Anybody who did that would be would be would be killed. Yeah, you know, would be you know as, not assassinated, but would actually <laughs> be subject to death, the death penalty for being a traitor. Uh, now, mm. can you imagine what that stirs up in the public uh, among know. among the Trump followers? Uh, this is also it's why. Obscene. Well, I think the the prosecutors and judges who are now involved in these four indictments, these four criminal indictments, uh, deserve a lot of credit. They are, I mean, the federal courts and the state courts are really holding the country together in a very profound way. Yeah. They're not allowing uh, the Trump and the Trump crazies to, you know, intimidate them or to, in, to get away with anything. Yeah. Mm. So, in terms of the Biden impeachment, can we talk about that for a minute? Well, I mean, God, we're, this we're, week. we're on a we're on a roll. What a week! We haven't even talked about you know Trump and that. I thought you were going to go to that New York decision. Oh, the overvaluing! Took, yeah, the overvaluing decision. Uh, but yeah, uh, no. But we let's talk, please. Let's talk well, about that. No, I mean that that's that's a big big deal because it means. That Trump does not have control over a lot of his assets, and if that sticks, and it looks like it could stick, um, that is a big. Well, look, I mean, uh, Trump sold himself in 2016 as this fabulous business person. Uh, it turns out he wasn't. Nope. Nope. Smoke and mirrors. And he may actually lose control over a lot of his properties. Mm. This is the beginning. So much is. I'm hoping, beginning to crumble. Well, uh, yes, I am hoping as well. Um, and obviously, Trump is looking at uh, the 2024 election and saying, if I can get back in there, I can pardon myself. I well, that can... Is I mean, it was already disgusting, but now it's even the narcissistic narcissism. I mean, well, the how narcissistic can... narcissism is, 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 the, is a mild way of putting it. Uh, but he can't do anything about these state decisions. These state courts in New York and Georgia right. uh, are beyond the purview of the presidency. Now, of course, he will try. 
Uh, I mean, if I, I think what people have got to grapple with is if Donald Trump becomes president again, all of the rules, mm. all of the assumptions we have about the rule of law, about the Constitution, uh, may have to be, well, have to be guarded. And uh, they're, they're, they will be under attack. I have to hold on to hope that he might not win. And I find the data where I can find it predictive little numbers out there on the internet. How well, about you? I have to, of course, of course, I have to hold on that that hope. But the recent surveys, the recent polls, the ABC Washington Post poll uh, last week, uh, scary. Showing, showing Trump ahead? What? I know. But you've told me and us, polls this far out? Don't. Don't mean believe a them. Thing. Don't believe them. So I'm going to remember that you said that. Okay, thank and not you. Not what you just said. Thank you. After but you said but that. there is a little bit of a drumbeat right now, uh, for you know this is this sort of the last month or two months before Biden can effectively get out yeah. uh, and allow somebody else to get in, mm. and uh, a lot of people I know and respect in Washington are beginning to say, this is it, he's got to get out because he is just too old. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, Heather. I mean, he has won against Donald Trump. I know. He's the only person who has actually, in a presidential contest, won against Donald Trump. Uh, so do you really want that winner to get out because people are afraid he's too old? I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. This is a lot of unknowns and unprecedented. What if he, can you win and then say, I'm hanging up my hat? No. <laughs> can we get creative? <coughs> also, I mean, if there were an obvious replacement, I mean, uh, Gavin Newsom, California governor, would like to be the replacement. It's clear. He's campaigning I mean, he's already. Going, he's going up against DeSantis on Fox in the uh, coming weeks. That's right. Josh Shapiro, governor of uh, Pennsylvania, obviously is another one. Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. Um, there are people out there, uh, but it whether they could... late in the game, though, too, and up is, against Trump. To, I mean, is, to your point, if it, someone has won, that is... It is probably too late in the game. Oof. This coffee clutch is giving me It's giving heartburn. me. <laughs> this coffee clutch. Okay. Um, it's good coffee, though. It really is. It's not, Thank my, you. not my best. Um, okay, so the impeachment was, I mean, there's no robust argument for it. So what happened? There's no argument for it. There's nothing. I mean, they're literally, uh, these, these Republican extremists, MAGA extremists who have taken over the House Republican caucus, uh, they're going on impeachment. They're impeaching Biden with no evidence that he committed any wrongdoing at all. Uh, they are shutting the government down without any reason. I mean, they can't even come up with a reason. They are as How close- How is this allowed to happen? No one is driving the car. Where are the adults? This well, there are, that's the problem. There are no adults. There's no speaker of the house. Kevin McCarthy gets, in my book, a huge amount of the blame. Uh, because he allowed them, yeah. as a condition for him becoming speaker, to uh, to basically tie him down. Mm. So what's going to happen? Hopefully it's going to end soon? I mean, also, it's a distraction. Can we get back to governing? Well, uh, exactly. It is a huge distraction. And uh, you would think that the big issues, I mean, uh, climate change and you know, the future of democracy. By the way, I thought that Biden's speech this week mm -hmm. on democracy, mm -hmm. um, where he, you know, he, he took John McCain's words. Yeah, uh, I thought they were, I thought it was extraordinary. It I needed know. to get a lot more attention. Of course it didn't.
But he is more progressive than I think many people expected. Uh, Joe Biden is the most progressive president, um, well, since Lyndon Johnson. If I told you the you early were going to be saying, Johnson. right, if I told you you were going to be saying that six years ago, would you have believed me <laughs> about you? I, I would not. It's about me or about Biden. Right. No, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's surprising. It's also surprising how many people don't know it, don't believe it. Don't no, see it. No, but that's a failure. We've talked about this. Messaging failures, yep. media failures. I mean, pick your failure. Yeah. Um, okay, so last week I introduced a one-off segment that was called... How was that? That was... <laughs> I, we got a lot of press, a lot of response. Of press. A lot, a so lot of that people was, saying that was the best segment. Was, so last week it was the policy win of the week, the I think policy is what I called it. So I'm going to have a new segment this week. No, wait a minute. You're changing segments? So it's now... I'm going to do... A segment segment, or every every week I come up with a new segment. With a new segment. Yeah. So, what's so this, this segment is real life examples of the common good. Okay, here's what happened. Oh, I like and I that. Want, I well, like that. I know, and I want one from you. So I was driving a couple days ago. You know how sometimes, I mean, people can get angry driving. But so I do feel that sometimes people don't pull over quick enough for an ambulance or a fire truck, and it hmm. frustrates me, and I say, could be your grandma or your infant, pull over. Um... But this time, everyone pulled over so beautifully, and just the the ambulance went right through the middle of the street, up away, and I had a sense of the common good for a fleeting moment, and it made me feel better, and I thought, and I noted it, I thought, look at us, look at us, following spoken rules, unspoken rules, and doing the right thing. So norms. Some, norms, norms and behavior. Yeah, so that was a positive from the how did So it, how did you, you felt? You, I was excited driving thought, in my dirty old Prius. You thought it's, there's, possi there's a possibility. There is a potential for this country yeah. to actually uh, follow the common good. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're all kind of tethered but not tethered. We yeah. knew the thing to do together and separately. And well, we it's, in, it. it's interesting, Heather, that you had that moment that it kind of uh, that epitomizes the common good, because I think that since, certainly since Trump, since 2016, um, a lot of us have wondered what happened. Can we ever resurrect the common good? And so these little epiphanies, these little moments uh, are precious. I know. Uh, do you have any examples? Can you pay attention? Well, we can't bring the segment back next week because it's the segment. Of, it's, well, I'll. I'll I it's will. only it's a one-off. Let's <laughs> see. Well, but if I'll, you do have one, I'll let you. I'll let I you will give try. It I will think about it. Okay. During Let's the see week. See what you notice. And other people. I mean, put it in the comments. Has there been an example of? Oh, that's a good. Everybody out there, this is your assignment, um, and you think about and try to experience a an example of the common good. People behaving in a way that exemplifies um, what we hold in common yeah. for the purpose of benefiting all of us. Yes. Okay. Okay, we'll see what people come up with. And the winner will be announced. Okay. No, we can't, we can't make no this winner. a competition. Common good. It's common. No, it's common Everyone's good. a winner. Everybody. Okay. Okay. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you, everybody. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Heather, you have a great week. And you, Bob. See you soon. See you next week.